Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey! Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. This is the first, or no, this is the last one, I guess, before uh for the NFL draft. Um, so we're gonna talk about NFL draft, we're gonna talk about bold predictions, we're gonna make Shane make bold predictions, we're gonna see how many uh inside tidbits he'll give away before his final mock draft has to be posted and all that sort of stuff. Um, Nelly and I are just going to be along for the ride today. Um, as Shane kind of does his thing talking about the NFL draft. Um, and we might chime in with fun tidbits. Um, but I think the first thing that we have to talk about, um, you know, Shane, do you want to talk about uh, a PPJ league first, or do you want to talk a little bit about the NFL draft first? Uh, let's let's start with the PPJ league because I th- I think I think we might need some time for this uh, this new yeah, yeah. new league you're starting here. So you know, my thought was, what happened if we had a point per joke league? Which fictional character would be the one hundred and one? Right. And Shane obviously wants more on this and there's just not much to give. <laughs> I was like, you, and you don't have it, but that's fine. Right. Because I, I think the biggest question that you have, right, is, is, is it, wouldn't it be better for like the main characters that are also funny because they have more screen time and especially the longer running show is probably better. Right. Is that kind of your thought process? I, I just, I, I want to know what constituted a joke. Like, someone doing something funny that's or how i know you're make... not funny they have to because <laughs> i don't know what a joke is <laughs> it's, it's fair. like is it just the person being funny or do they actually have to like make a, an actual joke you know <laughs> maybe maybe i am showing that i'm not funny now that i'm thinking about it what is a joke what is, um, what is joke no i i think like so I'll give my example and who I would probably be drafting pretty high. Right. And that's um, Ty Burrell's character in Modern Family, which is Phil in Modern Family. Right. Okay. Um, I realize that he's not on screen all the time. Right. And that's the kind of the main downfall, right? When you're comparing people to like, you know, Aron Swanson, a Leslie Nope, um, you know, the people that are making a ton of jokes constantly, right? Um, but I think he doesn't always necessarily like make straight jokes, but the things that he does are funny. And I'm basically, it's more like a point per laugh league, right? If yeah. something that a character does that I think is funny, I'm, I'm counting that, you know? Does that help? 
No, yeah, I, no, I, th I think point per laugh is a good way to frame this because I think that makes this very complex. So, like, I, I'm a little surprised you didn't go like Michael Scott, right? I feel like I don't. I've watched a little bit of The Office, not too much, but I feel like that would be the natural. Here's here's the thing, though. I don't think Michael Scott. Okay. I don't think he is his character super funny. Right, I think it's more cringy, and because Gosh. we don't know how to react to uncomfortable situations, most people laugh. Um, so, like, uh, there's a lot of people that I had in in consideration. Um, you know, I think Austin uh, at Davy Deeds had a great one. Jake Peralta, I think, is a really good choice. Yeah, I thought that was a fantastic choice. That one's really, really good. I think Michael Scott, you know, up there. Any character from from The Office, right? Creed, Jim, Dwight, I think, are all good, right? Chris Pratt as Andy in, in Parks and Rec. That's a good one. That's a very efficient, a very efficient character. He doesn't see a ton of volume, right? But but everything he's putting out there is quality. Yes. Um, And then it just, you know, it's all about, like, what shows you think are funny after that you know um, who's who's you guys had had thoughts yeah i mean i i i'm i'm a little bit older so like and i don't watch tv now so um i mine was george costanza from seinfeld Who? where like I, <laughs> <laughs> classic jason alexander talented theater actor uh you know playing Playing George Costanza, very funny. I, you know, I think point per laugh, like Kramer, might be in that time period a little bit better. But I feel like today, George Costanza would play, would play a little bit more. And I would say another like if efficient pick is uh, Tobias and Arrested Development. Oh god, that's a good pick. I think he like <laughs> nails it every time he's there. It's like I'm always laughing. So that, I think that's another efficient pick. Yeah, I get that. Uh, what What are your thoughts, Nelly? I know you had a choice. Yeah, so it's it's kind of similar to Austin's pick, where this is a character that's very efficient, but on a large scale of volume. It's it's Sterling Archer from Archer. Um, it's just every so single thing. It's so good. Every single thing he says is like it's it's meant as a joke, and it's delivered pr like well as a joke. Like so many laughs coming right from him. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Such a good show. Um, you know, I think if you're, you know, a fan of Friends, I think like Chandler Bing is probably oh, up there. Um, anything Cameron Tucker does in Modern Family makes me laugh. <laughs> right? Like, he's just funny. Um, I think Barney Stinson has to be up there in How I Met Your Mother. Um, here's a deep cut. Uh, Patrick Starr from Spongebob. No. <laughs> that, is, that is a deep cut. I realize right that he's not uh, it's not a comedy. But he makes me laugh a lot. It's like drafting David Montgomery. 
Yeah. <laughs> you're not super happy with it, but you know you're going to get results. Exactly. Like, uh, I feel like David Montgomery might be offended. <laughs> like uh, you're you're the Patrick Star of the NFL. Uh, you know, actually, maybe not. Maybe maybe you take that as a compliment. Maybe you like that. Be good. Um, also, also, just about anyone from um, it's always sunny. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see. I, you know, I, I I love always sun. It's always sunny. But I feel like I feel like like you were talking about with the office. Like sometimes it's not laugh funny. In, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you're like, oh, it's situational comedy versus like punchline comedy, right? So, right. I'm also old school. So, um, Sophia from Golden Girls, she's gonna get oh, some, Sophia's some good. laughs. Yeah, she is a hoot. Also, <laughs> uh, you know, if you Tina Belcher probably got to be drafted at some point. Yeah, she's she's on my list. From Bob's Burgers, God, she's funny. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of funny people out there. Schmidt from New Girl. Oh God, I think Nick from New Girl is almost funnier. Yeah, well, Nick is like situational funny when Schmidt just says things that just make you laugh. That's true. Um, you know, then you can go like Mike Baxter if you really want. If you want some of that family humor. You know, but you know, there's a lot of them. But we should get into the NFL draft. Um, we spent <laughs> I had to Google who Mike, who, who Mike Baxter was. <laughs> oh, really? I don't yeah, know. That's this time. Oh, he's from Home Improvement. Yeah, no. I never watched that. No, he's not. No, from Mike Home Baxter. He's from Last Man Standing. Um, Tim oh, okay, Allen. Okay. He, Tim Allen. He's, he's funny in that. Um, who Who is he in Home Tim Improvement? Tim the Toolman Taylor. Yeah, Tim Taylor. Yeah, he's also yeah. funny in that too. But I yeah, think Al Borland's nice. funnier. Al, I, yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. Al, Al is classic. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, we still but, probably should get to the NFL. Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's let's just dive in. Um, let's just let's get let's get some bold bold uh, bold predictions out of the way here for the NFL draft. Shane, what's one bold prediction that you have about about this bad boy that starts on Thursday? Uh, I don't think a quarterback gets drafted till pick nineteen. I don't know how bold that is. Maybe it's not like super spicy, but I think everyone's talking about oh Carolina at six or Atlanta at eight, or they're going to trade down, they're going to take someone. These quarterbacks get pushed up. I, I I don't think I don't think any team likes these quarterbacks. The teams that don't have one are hoping someone takes them. The teams that don't are been trying to trade or sign every other quarterback under the sun. So I, I think, you know, Kenny Pickett, 19 to the Saints, Malik Willis, 20 to the Steelers. And then end of the first is where you could have Seattle, Atlanta trade back in, take a Matt Corral, take a Desmond Ritter. I think that's the most likely scenario instead of all these quarterbacks getting pushed up the board. I think they're going to get pushed down the board. That's fair. Um, I think one of my bold predictions is that we see um, nine out of the top 40 picks are wide receivers. Wow. that I think that is bold. Do you have a, think, a specific nine that you're thinking of? 
pick nine. Just don't pick David Bell. Well, then I can't pick nine, Kane. <laughs> you can't even name nine. Um, <laughs> no, I I think, right, we see the two Ohio State guys, Jameson Williams, uh, Drake London, for sure, go first round, right? Um, you've guys like Sky Moore and Christian Watson that could slide potentially in the back of the first Um there you're looking at six. Um, I think some other guys continue to go. I think George Pickens, once he hits second round, could be interesting for a team. Um, and then it's just basically pick a few others. Traylon Burks. Yeah. Uh, John Dotson. I don't Those necessarily see it. Dotson. I think Dotson's um, more but, likely to go in you know, the first. It, than I think the NFL Watson. likes Dotson a lot more than I do. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a nine. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like fair. Alec Pierce could, Alec Pierce could slide up. That wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me. John Mechie. Uh, but yeah, I think I think nine can definitely happen, and I think even nine wide receivers go in the NFL draft before a tight end gets selected. That's pretty good too. That could happen. That could happen because I think you're looking at. You know, I mean, who's who's going to take a tight end? If, if we assume one doesn't go in the first round, um, which I think could happen, but unlikely, you're looking at the Giants at 36. Really, is the only team that's looking that hard before 40. Yeah. So, you have I like a bold it. prediction, Nelly? Yeah, I think. Um, well, I don't know how bold this is, but I just think Jamison Williams is going to go really early. I think he's either going to be the first or the second wide receiver off the board. Now, I don't know if that's bold, but I think it's relatively unexpected or quiet in fantasy circles um, because of the injury. But from all reports that I've heard from, I mean, I don't have inside sources, but just like from paying attention, it seems like seems like the NFL really, really likes him. Yeah, I, I, I like that a lot. I'm probably going to have him as the first receiver off the board of my final mock at 10 to the Jets, unless something changes before then. Yeah, I think that's fair. You got another uh, prediction, Shane? Um, I, I think this flies the face of yours a little bit. Kane, but I think yours can still happen. I actually think George Pickens is going to fall around three. Um, Fair. You know, I, and we t- we talked about that a little bit. Like, I, I think he's, you know, there's some tr- troubling things we've talked about on the podcast, I think, for a year now. Troubling effort concerns on the field, effort concerns off the field, plus the injury, plus lack of production um, this year in the games he did play. Like, I think I think the NFL is going to like John Dotson more. I think they're going to like Alec Pierce more. I think they're going to like John Mechie. I think the you know Pierce and Mechie are going to be close with with Pickens, and it's going to depend on the team. I have trouble. Like I'm probably going to mock them end of the second to the Packers or the Chiefs, but they could pass. And I'll you know, I'll toss in another one. I don't think the Packers take a receiver in the first round. I don't know if that's bold, but. Everyone else seems to think they will. I don't think they should draft a wide receiver. They should, but I don't. I think they're going to take like an offensive lineman, defensive lineman. You know what they usually do, and they'll 
they'll deal with it in the second, third. That's fair. It doesn't feel good, but it's fair. Um, I think, you know, I think we have quite a few more running backs go day two than we want to admit. Right. I think when when we realistically people are like oh, we're going to have like four or five running backs to go day two. I think we're more looking at like eight. Like, I think a lot more people are going to be happy with these with some of these running backs. Um, and, you know, it might not necessarily be some of the names that uh, you're expecting. Right. Um, we have obviously the big name ones. Um, in in Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall and Isaiah Spiller. Um, But we also have Brian Robinson, James Cook, Damian Pierce, Samir White, Jerome Ford, Rashad White. Could all go day two. And I don't think that's going to surprise anyone. I Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with you there. I think... um... I think you're right. Like, I think Samir Wright, I think Brian Robinson, I think James Cook... I think Damian Pierce, I think all those guys could go day two. And then I think, you know, Jerome Ford, Rashad White, Pierce Strong have a, have a shot as well. Um, and I even, I even think going to day three, you know, I posted in our Discord, uh, which you can join. Uh, I think we're going to see guys like Ty Chandler and Tyrene Davis-Price go early day three sooner than some of the favorites of the fantasy community I think that's going to surprise some people. For sure. Nelly, you got another bold prediction for us? Um, well, I don't think it's bold, but I, I don't think we see any running backs go day one. There have been whispers about maybe the Bills being interested or maybe the Bucks. The Bucks have seen a bunch of running backs, but I don't know. I just don't think it happens. Uh, Brees is a good prospect, but I don't think he's the level of prospect that's like can't miss, have to take in round one. Yeah, I get that. How, how about uh, Carson Strong goes round six? Ah. How about that? Sorry, I don't know what noise just came out of me. Bold <laughs> <laughs> enough? Yeah. Round six. All right. That's... That's my that's my bold prediction for that. Like, I don't know. He could go round three. He could go round six. Uh, I, I think the knee, uh, but I don't think I don't think teams are that enamored with him. To be frank, yeah, so. I get that. I don't really have any other uh, bold predictions. I think I th- I think whatever you say at this point, people can be like, sure, like that could happen. Yeah. Because there's, uh, this is the least consensus-driven NFL draft I feel like we've had in a while. Yeah, it's 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 rough. It's rough in these streets. I'm trying to make a mock draft right now. Let me tell you, it, it, it's tuff tough. Yeah, um, but you know, let's let's just talk a little bit. You know, Shane, let let's talk ideal landing spots. What's one ideal landing spot for a quarterback that you would just absolutely love? That's that's a good question. I won't steal I won't steal Nelly's because that would that be that'd be too fun, but I'll let him 
I'll let him have his. I would actually really like to see um I'd like to see Desmond Ritter go to Atlanta. I I think there's been some links there. I think he matches up well with Marcus Mariota. I think he could sit there and learn for a year um in an offense that is, you know, not going to be built on the quarterback being Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes, I think would be ideal for hit for Desmond Ritter. I think we could then see him use his legs, see the offense get built up or kind of around his athleticism. You have Kyle Pitts, you know, maybe they, they probably invest in another receiver, Jalen Tolbert type. I think Desmond Ritter, that would be the best spot for him to be a real fantasy asset down the line. I'm, I'm going to go next here and I doubt I'm going to steal Nelly's thoughts. Um, but I've been thinking a lot about Sam Howell, right? And, and where Sam Howell kind of fits. Um, and, you know, some people might disagree with me, but I think Sam Howell on the Seattle Seahawks is actually a pretty solid spot. Um, I think realistically that he can do, I'm not saying he's as good as Russell Wilson, but he can do some of the same stuff that Russell Wilson could do. I think Sam Howell is obviously less mobile. Um, I don't think he can just, I don't think he has the deep ball accuracy that, that Russell Wilson did. Um, but I think Sam Howell is, is a relatively quick decision maker. Um, and I think that benefits Seattle a lot in what they want to do. They, I think they want to play a quick um, passing offense that's, fueled by a good run game and Sam Howell can give you that and I think he can give you that pretty well yeah I like that I actually think Seattle's probably a better landing spot than some might think for quarterbacks just because the weapons there are good like yeah. Pete Carroll I mean I don't need to talk about Pete Carroll I'll go on a rant for a little while but I don't think he'll be there that much longer um so Anyway, um, sorry, I got sidetracked thinking about how I don't like Pete Carroll and his decision-making. Um, but I guess my quarter, my favorite quarterback spot, I, I'm assuming this is what Shane was laying up to me, would be, would be Willis to the Steelers. I think it just makes, it makes too much sense. They, they've been enamored with him throughout the process. They need the quarterback. They have the weapons, and they have the organizational infrastructure to support a young quarterback that needs to develop. Yeah, I yeah, think it that, makes, that's what I thought. That's what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I figured it, it makes sense. You know, um, let, let's move on to running backs. Shane, where's one landing spot that you really, really like for a running back? I I still love Brees Hall to the Houston Texans. I think is a great spot that if it happens on Friday, you're going to see like the initial fantasy reaction, everyone's going to be like, How, what should I think? It, it's going to be one of those, or, you know, where you look look over at the person next to you's paper. Like, is, is that good? Is that, is that not good? You know, but I think I think it would be great because it, it's three down running backs. He's going to be on the field every single play. He's going to get hundreds of touches. I mean, you want a productive player. He's going to get a ton of passes. That offense is built around throwing to the running back. There's no competition. 
I think it'd be, I think it'd be great. Yeah. Like it'd be nice. You know, Buffalo with a good offense or Atlanta or, you know, any of these other teams that maybe we'll talk about. Um, I think Houston's an underrated spot. The offense isn't that bad. The offensive line's solid. Um, Davis Mills showed some progress. They still have Brandon Cooks there. I don't think it's a bad offense, and I would take it for Brees Hall. I think he could be a really good three-down back. Nelly, what's a running back that uh, a running back spot that you really, really love? Um, I think I like Atlanta. I just don't think. I mean, I guess the thing with running backs is like competition to, uh, for touches is is probably the biggest driving factor. And then you have to think about like team ability and the situation they'll be put into. But the situation in terms of competition comes first. And I mean, you're competing with two older guys in Cordero Patterson and Mike Davis. So like if they bring a guy in on day two, I'll, I'll like that for them. I believe you mean Mike Big Play Davis. Thank you. The one He's and only. Yeah, <laughs> you get it. Um, I think, I think, you know, there's not like super great landing spots. I don't think. Um, I don't think there's many of them in in this draft. Um, I think if there's one spot that I wouldn't mind another running back going to, uh, I guess. Even though I have a lot of uh, James Conner shares. I think a running back that can catch well going to Arizona. Um, maybe a running back, you know, that that like went to school in Arizona. Um, maybe like Rashad White to Arizona, I think would be very, very interesting. Um, it's like, what if you just got the better version of Chase Edmonds? And that's Rashad White. I was thinking that exact same thing. I love that. Shane, thoughts? Uh, no, I think that'd be great. I think if Rashad White, you know, if he if he falls a little bit, you know, I mean, if Arizona picks him round three, I think that is a slam dunk PPR like right role for him. I think even if maybe Arizona trades down, they take him round four, I still would feel really good about Rashad White there. I mean, he's he's just such a good pass catcher. And that's an offense that will use him in that way. I'm a little scared he gets drafted into a situation that's just not going to use his talents, and that's scary. Yeah. No, I, I think that that would be a fun landing spot, especially when you're thinking about a offense that likes to spread out the defense and give some good running lanes to people that have some good speed and can uh, do well in space. And that's certainly something that Rashad White does well. Um, we obviously don't need to... Uh, talk about tight ends but what is a wide receiver um landing spot that you really really like shane i still i still want wanda robinson to the colts like can if there is a team with a history of using an undersized receiver who plays bigger in a wide receiver one role it is the indianapolis colts and ty hilton he's now gone like just replace him with wanda robinson i promise it'll be fine i have a sneaking suspicion Wanda Robinson falls to day three, and I, I think just like Hilton was, he could be an absolute steal in a situation where a team knows how to utilize that speed and athleticism despite his short arms and, and short stature. Like that's that's really, if I if I could just handpick 
one place. That's it. Because I think he could play exactly like Hilton played. And I, I just want to see him in, in that Colts uniform. Uh, do you mind if I go next, Nelly? Because I don't want you to take mine. Go for it. I want Chris Olave to go to the Buffalo Bills. I want that a lot. Um, give me just another guy that can both work deep and work over the middle and work everywhere with good route running, um, good hands. Like, I just think that would be fun for the Buffalo Bills. I'm all about really good offenses, just adding more weapons. I think it makes it more fun. And Chris Olave, you know, going to the Buffalo Bills, I feel like would be a hoot. I'm not sure if you guys feel the same, but I think it sounds fun. Like, I think I think it's more needed in that offense than Emmanuel Sanders' role they were trying to kind of plug in. I would love it. I don't know if Olave will get down there, but if so, give me Josh Allen throwing deep passes to Chris Olave all day. Yeah, I'm with you, Kane. And Stephon Diggs? Yes, please. Like, that's, and Dawson that's so Knox. Fun. Yeah. And that other guy. Gabe Davis stands are going to be very upset that ah, he was not is. mentioned there. Yeah. I, I said the other guy. Okay, <laughs> uh, who? What's what's your uh, favorite landing spot for one of these wide receivers, Nelly? Let's get Sky Moore to Pittsburgh on day two. He's a Pittsburgh kid. They need the slot guy to refill to fill the juju role. I think that'd be perfect. I mean, I don't think I I, I don't know what's going to happen with Deontay. I think they're going to pay him, but um, I don't know. They just develop. The Pittsburgh Steelers develop wide receivers like no one else. So let's get that. Let's make that happen. Yeah. I get it. I, I want um, me some day three Danny Gray on the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's what I want. All right. Be a great gunner. <laughs> no, no. No. Danny Gray, he'll, he'll, <laughs> he'll be good. He'll be good. Sure. You'd be all right. I think we need a like, Kane, Eric, Ezekonma drop, you know. You know, I wouldn't mind him. <laughs> um, but no, I was I was thinking about, like, what kind of day three guy, let's say Vikings need a wide receiver, they might not, you know, go day one, day two uh, with a wide receiver. Who could be kind of one of those guys that, that kind of fits in, right? One of those quick twitch guys that, that has a lot of speed off the line that they're really similar to what um, the Rams did, right? Um, and for me, you know, there's a few different guys that, that obviously fit that um, mold, especially over the how many ever wide receivers we have in this draft. 500 like there's so many um 150 something wide receivers which is so many uh (laughs) so many wide receivers um but i think if we're just looking at quick twitch guys i think john mechie is interesting day three if you can get john mechie day three to the vikings i think that's a little interesting he's gonna be there day three but he's not gonna be there nah 
That's more he might not be, he might not be there round three. three. So I also wouldn't mind Braylon Sanders in like I, I like round that five, round six. Yeah, like that because um, I think he's just another quick twitch guy that gets off the line of scrimmage quickly, and I think that's what you need. Um, though I'd love the Vikings to take like a Calvin Austin. I don't think the Vikings have a great track record of utilizing players like that well. Um, but, you know, be interesting to see how all that works. So new, new coach, new offense. You never know. Maybe maybe Kevin O'Connell can utilize this, guys. Maybe this is the time. I I hope so. Like, it'd be neat. I, I think another player that could fit that mold is uh, Kyle Phillips from UCLA. Would be a really nice fit. Uh, gets off yeah, a lot of him well, good well. runner. Yeah, I think I, I think he's a nice day three with upside kind of player in a, in a good situation like that. I'm ready to overdraft Eric Azukanma when he goes to the Houston Texans. So, <laughs> dude, that's because they might just need a bigger body wide receiver. Yeah. It seems like a Nico Collins regen. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I still, I still have Nico Collins' faith here. So. Yeah, God, Do we Nico think the Collins. Chiefs go wide receiver in the first round? No. I think, I think they could. Um, yeah, I, I think it depends who's there. But I think if like Jahan Dotson, if one of the top six NFL receivers are there, I think they will take them. Outside of that, I don't, I don't know. But like even Traylon Burks, I'm not sure if they take Traylon Burks. So I don't know. That would be so amazing. I, I don't know if they would. It's just such a different animal, you know. So, but I, like I said, I'm on record. Like I, I think less receivers are going round one than people think, and I think I think the fantasy community is going to be a little sad at the end of day one. Like it's not going to feel good because everyone took edge rushers and offensive tackles and defensive linemen and corners. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Shane, you want to teach us something? Yes, I, you know, I do because uh, there's something I, I, I used to teach. I'm going to teach again next year uh, in my class. Just a North Korea is wild, man. Like North Korea. I don't think I don't think I've talked about North Korea. On this what podcast. a start. <laughs> I feel like something. I feel North like, I feel Korea like is wild, man. You're right. <laughs> they are. Like, yep. I'll get to it, but just some of the, uh, and mostly going back to Kim Jong Il, not the current leader, but the leader before um, Kim Jong Il's dad. dad. Like, some of the stuff, like, and because they're so isolated, people believe it. It's not their fault, the people's fault, but they believe this stuff. Like, Kim Jong Il, the story is he was born under a double rainbow and carried to heaven by birds so he could like talk to God. And then they brought him back down. Like, this is the, the, the dear leader of North Korea. Um, there are 28 state approved haircuts and you can be fined or imprisoned. If you don't have a state approved haircut, you have to point to the picture when you are, are there. Um, so Kim Jong-il's well-known big movie buff, right? He actually kidnapped a South Korean director, movie director, and his wife, who was an actress, and forced them to make eight films with him as the executive producer. They escaped 
when they convinced him to put a film into the Vienna Film Festival and they went there and went to the embassy and was like, we've been kidnapped for years making these movies. I think that's that is wild. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's tons, tons and tons of things. Uh, Kim Jong-un had his elementary school blown up because he got punished there often. So when he became the waiter, he just blew it up. No one was in it, but he just blew it up. Like, I don't like it. So Those filmmakers need to turn that into a movie. I would watch that movie. Yeah. Yeah, see? It should be good. I think I feel like it would be a good movie, right? Like, that would be great. Yeah. My, my last one is just, like, the propaganda stuff. Um, so Kim Jong-un never played golf. So he uh, – this is what this is what the newspaper in North Korea said. So he uh, tried to play golf for the first time. He shot a 38 under par and had 11 hole-in-ones. And he retired from golf after that because it was the greatest game anyone's ever played in the history of the world. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just like, man, this is this is some of the stories just wild, dude. So North Korea, that was, wild. That's that was my a story from start to finish. That, that, yeah, that, that's it. Disavow. Disavow North Korea. <laughs> wild to me. Um, Shane, you want to uh, give us a buy, sell, and an unknown stock? Absolutely, I will. I will do that. Um, my my buy, and I meant I mentioned him just in passing before, but it's it's Damian Pierce, the running back from Florida. I think he has a good shot to go day two. Um, I'm not sure if I have my top 100. It's going to be close, but uh, I think if he goes day two, he's going to be a good value that people have kind of been passing up. Um, but we'll be like, oh, I liked him the whole time kind of deal. Um, my sell is I'm, I'm going to sell John Mechie after he gets drafted. Like, I think he's going to get drafted round two. I'll sell him after that. Like, some people are going to pay up for him after he gets round two capital. I, I still don't think he's that good. I think he's overrated. And um, my unknown stock is uh, – is David Bell, you know, I, I think David Bell's going to go on the second day. I think some team's still going to take him because he is, you know, he is really good. He's productive. And looking at some of the stats and, and I don't know, Nelly, uh, I don't know if we have time, but maybe you can, you could talk about this too. Like some of these, these guys that go day two that don't have great athleticism do really well in the NFL, right? Because if you're good enough to like get drafted day two and, not be athletic at all you're probably a good receiver i so i don't, I don't know if i'm in or out on david bell i have to decide we'll see yeah keenan allen's the poster child of of like what david bell could be in terms of like unathletic guy who gets drafted in the third round and but was was a good producer in college and and transitioned that to the nfl um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's more of a pipe dream. There are also guys that that don't succeed, but I, generally speaking, producing in college is a good sign. So we just need that 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 day two capital. Right. Nelly, you got to buy, sell an unknown stock. I don't want to take. I don't want to have the same buy as you. So all of you go first. Okay, um, I mentioned him earlier, but I'm buying Jamison Williams before the draft. Um, I just think he goes earlier than the fantasy community kind of realizes right now. And 
I think there's also some apprehension with him because he has such an unusual profile, but I'll buy into that risk. And I think he'll rise post-draft. Um, let's see, sell-wise. Uh, I mean, I'm still selling Kenneth Walker. This is nothing new, but, but I just think the ceiling is capped because of the lack of pass catching. Um, I don't necessarily think he's going – like, I don't think his value is going to drop from the draft, but I don't think it's going to rise either. I think it'll probably stay constant. There's a chance he ends up somewhere with a bad situation. And, and um, yeah, I don't know. I just – the prospect as a whole, I think he's a good player. I don't think he's a good fantasy prospect. Uh, Unknown-wise – it's another guy we talked about earlier, but I'm I, Sam Howell's such an unusual fantasy prospect right now, just because it doesn't seem like he's going to go day one, but he's a good uh, prospect in terms of like his college production and, and he's relatively toolsy. Right. But for some reason, the NFL just doesn't seem to like him that much. And like a day two quarterback, we've seen successes, but it's nowhere near as successful as day one quarterback. So I don't know what to do with him before the draft. Yeah, that's fair. Um, there's a reason why I had you go first because I'm also buying Jameson Williams. Um, this is a, a non-rookie take, but uh, I'm buying Jalen Hurts. Um, regardless of if Jalen Hurts is on the Eagles in 2023, he's going to start somewhere. right? Jalen Hurts is a talented quarterback, and he's going to be playing somewhere and starting somewhere. Um so I like Jalen Hurts. Um, someone I'm selling. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm at the point where I just want to get everyone on my team and figure it out later. Um, I, I think specifically if we want to look at the uh, wide receivers. Um, I will still sell Justin Ross if anyone wants to take him from me. Like Justin Ross is fine. He's just fine. I don't I don't, I don't have more than that. Um someone I don't know what to do with. I talked about a little earlier, but that's Kelvin Austin. Like I think Kelvin Austin is a really really talented player, but for fantasy football purposes, I'm not sure Kelvin Austin is is what I want. Right, I think he's going to be drafted relatively high, especially when we're looking at a guy that is a good returner and um, that can do a lot of different things on special teams. Um, and then, you know, I don't know what they're going to do on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and that scares me from a fantasy football standpoint, especially when he's going to be pushed up draft boards when he goes day two. Um, I think that's going to be the scary thing for me. So uh, that's my unknown stock because... I'm in just a whirlwind. Don't know what to do with him. Shane, you have thoughts about Calvin Austin? I think well, I think when he goes day three, you'll you'll be fine. You don't know what Perfect. to do with him. Perfect. So you'll, you'll you'll feel good. I, and uh, Kane posted some good running back rookie rankings in the Discord. They were very succinct. Oh, did you want to go and, over those? Yeah, yeah. I can. You, I think for the listeners, you should just real quick run through sure. those because it's it's i think it's exactly what everyone should be doing yeah i think number one Brees hall number two kenneth walker number three rashad white uh four through six it could be four through seven 
uh, the rest that go day two. Right? Whoever they are, that's that's where they're going to slide in. Number seven is that sleeper day three guy. <laughs> that guy. You, you uh, know who that guy is. You know the one. Um, eight through 12 is, is that running back that is now second on the depth chart mm. for the NFL team of the, of their, of their draft spot. And then 12 through question mark is the rest of them. And, uh, those, those are my current running back rankings because I feel like that's, that's, it's easier to say this than to like rank them all and be like, Oh, draft capital got me. When like draft capital is all that matters with running backs, so it's like I might as well just say the ones that are going to go day two. I don't know who they are because I'm not a draft guy, but like I'm going to just say the ones that go day two are are uh, are at the tops for me. I, th- I uh, thought that was great. I thought it was great. So yeah, so th- those are my. Uh, rookie rankings but that is it for us here at the Devi marketplace um thank you so much for all the support you guys have given us um over over the past i don't know two years that we've been doing this we we certainly appreciate it um we are ready to start the next portion of the off season which is going to be completely diving into Devi stuff that's going to be taking place in may so get ready for all of that um but for all of us here at the Devi market place thank you so much for listening and we appreciate every single one of you